Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are on a path of feminine and masculine reunification. With me as your host, Sarah Poet. Have you had that moment as a modern woman where you went, wait, I left something of myself back there along the way? That's how it starts. Often that thing is a piece of our authentic feminine nature, but we don't stop there. We discover and reclaim both feminine and masculine hidden truths inside of us, and we seem to remember ancient things that we don't even know how we know. We give ourselves permission now to know. Women are sacred. We are healing from outdated paradigms, and we are rising, and not by fighting. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. In this space, Women are becoming the new face of unity consciousness and the leaders of embodied change that the world needs. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of modern women in our world. Listen and learn more at sarahpoet.com. Now, let's begin. Hello, beloveds. Hello, beloved community. It's the first week of 2021. How are you? How does this find you? Fresh start. I wrote one one on the journal page and it felt so good. I will share that. That felt really good. But you know, every day we just keep showing up. We keep putting our feet on this sacred remembering path. And I know that you are meeting life that way. So thank you for taking some time here to connect via this podcast. This is going to be a solo episode, but I do have some very sweet interviews beginning again soon. I'm really excited to share those with you. Um, I'm not going to tell you who it is yet, but sneak peek, I have some juicy conversations coming up with some men. And the interviews are really going to focus on this path of sacred remembering through this masculine and feminine reclamation and awakening on this reunification path. The podcast is really going that direction. So I'm very excited. Today, I'm talking to you about choosing truth over trauma. Choosing truth, meaning the truth of who you are, over a trauma identification. Now, I want to first establish that I understand the realities of trauma. I understand how trauma lives in the body. I understand uh, the sensitivities even around the word trauma, the concept of trauma. And I know that many of you are working very, very hard to heal trauma that you have discovered is in your system. How do I know these things? Well, I am a woman who has had a lot of trauma in the body, and I didn't discover the reality of that until into my adult life. 
really, I mean, I was a functioning human. I was pretty high achieving. I got two master's degrees and uh, didn't really understand how much trauma was still in my system. And so I had these um, somatic things that would happen, even psychosomatic things that would happen. And there was just no explanation for it. Um, and so I began a trauma recovery path um, by necessity. I mean, it was around the time of my divorce. I felt like I was going down in many ways. And I went into the therapist's office and I was like, I never want to feel this way again. And I, and I don't know what to do. I never want to be this kind of woman again, this kind of woman that I was in my marriage. And thank goodness the universe kind of paired me with a somatic therapist. And I did not know at the time how important that was to really go through the healing in the body and the cells. So I could talk about this a while, but um, at the same time on my sacred remembering path, so I began healing the trauma in my body as a woman. And then simultaneously, I had a school career and I had always done holistic education and I was a school leader and I was really looking at social and emotional relationships, you know, with each child within themselves and and between the children and really looking at character and things like self-regulation and mindfulness. And then it was very clear to me how important uh, trauma resiliency model and um, just a trauma-informed care model really was because here I was, I had been in academia for so long. I used my brain, you know, we, we prop things up in our lives and our daily functioning. Um, even, even on our healing path, we kind of prop things up so many times with the cognition, you know, finding the facts for something, figuring it out, looking at the research. I worked in residential therapeutic schools that did a lot of talk therapy. So we kind of think everything should be able to be solved or reasoned from the neck up. And truthfully, we are very um, much more complex beings. And, um, you know, hence why I do the work that I do now and the soul work, because I couldn't just quite fit into that realm of the academia and trying to solve these problems um, through talking and reasoning. And so that was that's a little bit about my path and my background. But I did, I was able to bring some of that to schools and really do the mindfulness work through a trauma-informed lens. And when I stepped out of schools to begin working primarily with women, as a woman, I had all of this experience of how the trauma had been trapped in my body and how it would continue to come up even when I felt empowered or I felt like, oh my gosh, I should be over this already. Why is this still coming up? Um, and I was trying so, so, so diligently to heal the trauma and to heal my life. Um, and, you know, that's a really long path. 
that can be a really long path. I know a lot of you out there are really getting an A plus right now in the self work, you know, the perpetual self work of what do I have to work on next so that I just feel better so that I am out of this trap of my trauma. And there, there's something askew there. There's something askew. So we're, we are modern women on a path of remembering who we are and waking up to the truth of who we are. And then on that awakening path, we wake up to the fact that, oh my gosh, I have this trauma and I have this ancestral trauma that's now, you know, justified with epigenetic studies. And this stuff was passed down to me. And I inherited some in this lifetime. And who the heck knows what else? And so we wake up to this truth of what we've inherited. And that is really potentially very daunting. You know, we have a collective inheritance as women of what it means to be a woman and and that kind of thing. So we wake up to that. And what's the next thing we often do is that we go after healing it, which is great because we want to heal, right? But we, we make it our work. We make it our focus. And the mindset becomes, I'm broken. I'm broken because I haven't healed all of this yet. I'm not there yet. Um, And it's like this perpetual self-work. How many of you out there have been doing self-work longer than anybody else you know? Uh Uh-huh. I knew it. I knew it. Right. Because we have been. (laughs) We have been. And so here's what I want to throw out there at you. This, This like, okay, I've been at this a long time. I've been at this trauma healing a long time, and there is a game changer that I want to throw out at you. There is an absolute game changer in our orientation. When we stop orienting to the trauma, to the trauma of our lives, all that's happened, and we begin to orient by choice to the truth of who we are, everything changes. Everything changes. And I say that through all of this experience I've had, I say that through the trauma-informed lens, I'm not saying we bypass the real work and the real transformation. I am saying that that orientation to the truth of who you are matters everything everything. Um, I used to do the, the healing sessions that I do, which are a combination of many things, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. I'm always talking about that. And um, over time, I learned to trust more and more the guidance of 
you know, things unseen and the sacred. And um, a few years ago, I was in a session and I was going in through the somatic experience like we do in trauma healing. And the guidance, the guides were, they were like, no, no more. And this was the voice of my soul as well. It was like, no more. You no longer go in through the trauma you align to the truth first. And that was really the, the foundation of the work that's coming through now, because what we know, or what I know, what I've discovered, is that there is an actual, this is going to sound wild, um, there's an actual architecture to the truth of who you are. So each one of us in the, in the light body, in the um in the grid network that makes up who you are. Now I might be throwing words out at you and you might be like, what? I've never heard this before. That's totally okay. Uh, when I started to see it, I was like, what the heck is this? So you know how the earth has ley lines and like latitude and longitude and like grid points? Well, the human body does too. And so we are these vessels actually of divine truth. So as we're talking about sacred remembering and sacred truth, we are actually these vessels of this sacred truth. And we connect multidimensionally to source. And so there is a, a vertical alignment to our truth. So I just want you to imagine this, like, you know, you stand in a body, right? There's a vertical alignment in the human body. You have, uh, many people know about the chakra system. Um, and, and you may have started to do some work and, and have some sensitivities around what might be going on in the different chakras. Well, at this point, I work less with that and more aligned with this architecture, this architecture of truth that really goes um, beyond the beyond just the the physicality, right? Like beyond just the body, but really goes to um, even to the soul, the level of the soul and the level of the blueprint of like your DNA and your uniqueness. Okay. Again, I'm throwing a lot of words at you. Just, you know, take what serves, leave the rest for now. And it's just really important to understand that you have this natural in the body, this vertical alignment. And just consider that this vertical alignment goes far past your body and actually connects to source. And so there's this connection system. Okay, so this is really profound for a few reasons. I mean, (laughs) it's really profound for many reasons, but I'm going to go over a few. So when we remember and align to this sacred truth, to our, it's like our own network, we sink into something that is way more powerful than our human body and the nervous system that holds it up. Many, many women and many women who have had a trauma history and are consciously healing their trauma, they derive their 
power or life force energy, mostly from the nervous system. So it's like, how much energy do I have? How fast can I go? Like the Energizer Bunny before I run out of energy and then I deplete and then I, you know, drink a glass of wine, crash and wake back up in the morning and drink some coffee and jack up the nervous system and do it again. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I did that for a while too. So, um, no shame, (laughs) right? But, but there is a different potential of where to derive energy being a, a, a being that is actually connected to source. So now I'm way out there. I get that. And I'm going to kind of bring it back in right now. So let's just talk about what happens when a woman consciously, consciously now decides to align to truth and the inquiry and the consciousness of, of who could I be? Who am I? Um, what is my truth, right? And aligns in that direction versus aligning to trauma. So let's think about some of the internal voices, the internal um, things that we would say to ourselves in either orientation. So if I am aligning to trauma and I'm seeing myself as a traumatized, broken being, this probably isn't even conscious. It's just like what you would do. It would just be your orientation. And in that way, the internal voices sound like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I figure this out? God, I am so broken. There must be something else underneath all this that I've figured out. There must be something else, some other trauma, some other ancestral trauma that is preventing me from just being who I am. God, this is so hard. Okay, so you hear that, right? You hear how depleted that sounds. Okay, then there is the alignment to truth. And the truth are things like, I am love. I am a sacred being. I am whole. I am a child of God. I am strong. I am resilient. Right? Where it's those I am statements. It's like a lot of the time when you're on this self-improvement orientation, those things feel really lofty. They feel really far away. Like you have to keep working for them instead of just aligning to them. So let's talk about on a cellular level, on a, on a consciousness level, when we make that declaration and make that choice, I swear to you, we have no idea collectively how powerful our actual intentions are. So if you orient that way, imagine how your decision-making changes. You're, you light up in different ways. You, you remember, oh yeah, I'm choosing to take a walk instead of get on the couch. I'm choosing to um, <laughs> do what lights me up. I'm choosing to follow my joy instead of doing what I should do. So 
it's, it's choosing a different orientation. And then after that, it's like choosing again and again and again. You're still going to have the work to do. You're still going to have to clear the trauma from your soma, from your cells. Uh, but you signal to your soul, to the universe, to God, whatever you call it, to this architecture, to, to the divine blueprint, you signal, I choose me. I choose this truth, this sacred truth over suffering. And that's what I'm going to choose. And that, my friends, <laughs> I could talk for much longer about how that actually that's the sacred remembering that, you know, the the old paradigm does not want you to remember. This is everything because from right there you you just start to <laughs> amass more and more and more sacred power. So it's not about continually healing, although we do continually heal. It's not about finding that, you know, direct inspiration in a book or, you know, in a goddess or an archetype or or anything like that. It's actually cutting straight to the truth of your connection to the sacred, your connection to the divine and just saying, all right, I'm here. Let's do this thing. Okay. Oh, goodness. I got some chills out of that one. Um, actually, I want to talk one more moment about collapse and the feminine collapse. So often on this journey, yeah, this kind of goes to what I was saying a moment ago. I just had a note and I, I forgot to say this. So, so often on this journey, we get so overwhelmed with what to do in that I'm broken orientation that we just collapse. And then that's the feminine archetype in a lower expression or like a, you know, deflated expression. And the feminine without any direction is like soup. (laughs) The feminine without, you know, anything to stand her up is really um, very liquidy, very emotional, very watery. And from here, so many women are suffering because it's like, I don't know what to do. Do. I don't know how to feel better, but you're still in the collapse. So think of it this way. That architecture that I was referring to a moment ago, that is also the union of the masculine with the feminine. So when we say, okay, I'm going to align in a vertical orientation, it's essentially like, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to stand up and align to the truth of who I am. And I can explain these things better in, in a private session or um, in the sacred truth mastermind that's coming up, but we're actually evoking the divine union of the feminine and the masculine in that architecture. When we say, I'm going to stand up, I'm going to erect myself to my truth. Try that now. I am going to erect myself to my truth. Damn, it feels so powerful. 
So from there, my friends, we choose differently. From there, we become far more alive, far more engaged, far more electric, electrified, okay? So I want to talk about the Sacred Truth Mastermind for just a moment, and then I'm going to apply this trauma versus truth choice to men because I recently had a revelation in myself and I like to pass along my learning because we're just all on our path, are we not? So, all right, first of all, the Sacred Truth Mastermind cart is now open. It is open for two weeks in January of 2021. And I am so excited because this year is so powerful. This, oh, 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 this is an alchemical group. What do I mean by alchemical? Well, we start to notice changes that are beyond the cognitive understanding. So when a woman comes with this intention, I want to stand in the truth of who I am, and I want to do this with other women, things start to happen. Actually, what I want to do is read you a couple of testimonials. Okay, here's one. The mastermind class has provided me with something that I did not know I even needed. A safe place full of women who show up intentionally and vulnerably, committed to holding space for each other and sharing their sacred truths with each other. This shared intention, coupled with Sarah's incredible ability as space holder, all, has has brought many deep, dark parts of me back into the light and has given me the opportunity to allow these parts to heal. I will forever be grateful for this class and for Sarah's leadership. Thank you so much. And I'm going to keep these anonymous, even though these women whose words these are mean so, so much to me. Um, I've got one more and it's quite lengthy, so I'm not going to read it all, but I am going to talk or start from the part where she talks about the group. Even just speaking my words and sharing my truths with the group is, as Sarah says, alchemical. Just being seen and having a person hold this kind of space is life-changing. Literally, that in and of itself is magic. It's also helped me to learn how to hold space for other people. I have experienced a great deal of trauma in my life. And I feel like the mastermind finally awakened me to the realization that I'm in control of my life and that my traumas do not have to define me. Who chills? I got chills on that one. Um, to continue, parts of me that I had turned off are returning now. I've been in therapy for many, many years, and it's helpful, and I really love my therapist. The mastermind is ultimately what helped me to leave an incredibly toxic relationship, and it made me feel brave enough, whole enough, and it reminded me of my true power and potential. And as cheesy as it sounds, 
the, I don't think it sounds cheesy, the sacred truth mastermind has changed my entire life. Y'all, it is my honor to hold space for women to transmute from trauma into the truth of who she is. Because every time a woman makes that decision for herself, things start to line up. So I'm just going to allow these women's words to speak for the sacred truth mastermind. And I'm going to encourage anyone who is listening and resonating with this to go on over to sarahpoet.com and you'll see the mastermind information. There's a wait list that um, will take you to all of the information and how to sign up. If you want to book a call with me, please do that early, as early as possible. And let's get you in. Also, there are incentives for women who are joining with a friend. Okay, this is a big directive from my soul, from source at this time, to really encourage women to join uh, with a close sister friend. And so, um, yeah, there's going to be some pricing incentives for you both when you come as a pair. So, yeah, this is beautiful work. And it's, um, it's a four-month-long program. So I look forward to seeing you there. All right. All right. So here's, I feel like sometimes this podcast is a little bit of my confessional, but you know, we are all women who are on this remembering path and, um, I didn't graduate yet. I'm so far from graduating from that. So I have been talking about choosing truth over trauma for a long time, a couple of years now. And recently, when when something's starting to show up in my life, I'm like, okay, what do I need to learn here? Or, oh, okay, what is this reflecting to me? Right? That's that's how I do soul evolution. It's not happening to me, it's happening for me. Okay. So I'm looking at some of the reflections that are in my life, some feedback from this previous relationship, um, and then feedback from a really good friend that I had acted in a certain way, behaved in a certain way. I thought I was kind of sticking up for myself. I thought I was, um, I thought I was really wise. And the feedback was that this person did not want to uh, continue the conversation or be in my company. And, and so I was like, oh, interesting. So hmm, I guess those are all the details that are, that are needed. But what I will say was the, the behavior of mine that was revealed to me was that you know, when I am doing coaching or when I am doing relationship coaching, when I'm studying the collective, I'm really analytical and I love psychology. I love union psychology. I love studying the archetypes and I love discerning human shadow. Now I get some of that because that's my soul's work on the planet. But some of that came because um, there was a lot of shadow in my family that was never talked about. And so I needed to kind of like hunt 
the shadow in my family of origin and be really um, discerning about what the masculine was doing, what, what the father figure was doing. And um, yeah, study the behavior and study the shadow so that I could mitigate like what was going to happen next. So in these relationships in my adult life, I started to get some feedback recently that I was doing that. I was kind of hunting the shadow. And I would say, yeah, of course, like I'm always noticing shadow. I notice my own, it's part of my work, right? But it wasn't feeling good to these men who I really care about. So I started to look at this and in a conversation, I hope that you all have relationships in your life that can really be a a feedback mirror that is neutral and loving. I think we need to make more agreements in our relationships to have that kind of opportunity, but maybe that's another topic. So in, in this one relationship, I really have the agreement with this man that um, we can give one another the feedback and that we want because we want to be, be better humans all the time, right? And what I heard from him was like, I don't want to be around you when you're doing this. <laughs> and so we broke that down. And we know that the feminine policing the masculine is bogus. I mean, we know not to do that, right? But the root of it, and I even seemed wise, maybe a little lofty. I'm just, I'm just telling you some of the worst of my traits here, you all. Uh, but, but we do this, right? We, we are like, oh, I see what the masculine's doing. I see what this man is doing. I'm going, I'm going to tell him about it. All right. So, what was gross about that was that I was mitigating shadow. I was looking for what he was doing wrong in an effort to self-protect. Okay. So then that's revealed. Then the deeper layer, as I'm talking with my friend, was that I was choosing to look through the lens of trauma when I look at these men and evaluate their shadow. And here I am saying, choose truth over trauma all the time when I'm working with women. And yet, when I was looking at men in my life, I was looking through the lens of trauma more often than I realized. Mind blown. So we need to afford the men in our lives the same grace because a lot of the time, well, where did my trauma come from? It came from the masculine, came from dad, came from, you know, the epigenetics of the masculine back down the line. And so when I'm mitigating shadow, it's a part of that self-protective mechanism that I learned long, long ago. Now in my self-work, I'm saying, I don't want to align to that anymore. I want to align to the truth of who I am. But relationally, I hadn't made the full upgrade yet. 
Do you see what I'm saying? So as we're choosing this for ourselves, we also want to encourage our partners, our friends to choose that for themselves and then hold one another up, right? So if everyone's erect to the truth of who they are and everyone is working on a path of sovereignty and truth, then we're not policing one another. We're not mitigating shadow. We're not being self-protective or we're doing that less and less and less as we're not identifying with the traumas much anymore. And we want to have these agreements in safe relationships and safe partnerships where it's safe to live in the truth of who you are. And when you have something shadowy come up, like you make a mistake, you accidentally get self-protective and, you know, do something totally human, um, that you are also going to be loved and uplifted and, you know, that the reflection is going to be safe. Now that's, that's ideal. Um, I know that not everyone has that right now in their lives. And I am saying that this is a big reason why I do have these women's groups, why we don't just do one-on-one work, because like these women were saying in their testimonials, when you show up in that truth, like aligned to the truth, but also still in the vulnerability, guess what kind of feedback you get? You get, I love you, you, you human you human being who is ultimately aligned to truth and still makes mistakes and still has this unresolved trauma, you are still loved anyway. On the back of my business card, it says, you get to be you and you get to be loved. Both. Okay. So we can have the trauma. This will be in conclusion. We can have trauma that has yet to be resolved. And I think we should really let ourselves off the hook here um, to, to think that we're going to even resolve it all in this lifetime or um, that kind of sounded, you know, <laughs> potentially negative, but I just really want to normalize if we're human, we haven't graduated this human status yet right? Like we're not angelic yet. We're still in a human body. That comes with density. That comes with dense material. It comes with a soul that's trying to resolve these things. So there is everything very, very normal about continuing to heal. And and more so than that, it's continuing to come home to yourself, to collect these parts that got fragmented when we were disbelieving of ourselves, or got fragmented when um, another person hurt us, those kinds of things. But when we align to the truth, we start to bring those fragments home. Okay. And so we can be doing that and still know that we are glorious, know that we are sacred, know that we are worthy of love and always have been. Know that we're actually capable of divine union with 
God, I know I just kind of took a leap there, but you know, that, that is also true. So you're not at all um, a broken thing. You are not a wounded thing. You are amazing. And there is a truth inside of you that is sacred and potent and alchemical. And when you align to that, you move mountains, truthfully, truthfully. So thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. Thank you for being here. Please share this episode with one person that you know would love it. And um, hop on over to sarahpoet.com if you want to look at the mastermind or previous podcasts or the blogs that I write or think about a one-on-one program uh, and mentorship. I just am so grateful for you. Thank you for being here. Happy 2021. And yeah, align to truth, beloveds, because you are nothing but your truth. Okay? I love you. Till next time. To read my blog, schedule sessions, and learn more about upcoming offerings, go to sarahpoet.com. Tailored private mentorships are available for women at various points on their reunification path from claiming the voice to true union templates. And online e-courses are there if you're just wanting a taste. Women's group and couples coaching information is also on the web. Again, sarahpoet.com. I'll see you there. And don't forget to sign up for my email list. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.